0: This episode of Landmine Radio is sponsored by Dittman Research. Do you know what the most valuable thing in the world is? High-quality information. Because high-quality information informs much better decision-making. Dittman Research has been providing high-quality information to Alaska's leading businesses, organizations, and campaigns for 50 years. Do you really know what Alaskans think about your company or your issue? How about your clients, your shareholders, or your employees? Hire Dittman Research and find out what's really going on. DittmanResearch.com Landmine. All right, folks, back here with uh, Assembly Member and now Candidate for Anchorage Mayor, Forrest Dunbar. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: This is your uh, second time on Landmine Radio.
1: Yeah, and um, last time was about a year ago, right? Actually, it was less than that, I think.
0: It was at the uh, old studio downtown. Now we're in the the one here in Midtown, the spinard.
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, what, 9.30 at night right now?
0: On Monday night? Dunbar after dark. (laughs) Special episode.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad that you were able to meet with me at this time I just had a pretty crazy day pretty crazy 48 hours and I know you're really busy too so I'm glad we can make this work
0: I actually like doing the nighttime ones because it's quiet here and you know you kind of it's a little better vibe yeah amb- ambiance do you find that your guests
1: are like their guard is down or they're more punchy because they're tired after the day if they, maybe
0: like- if they slam a couple of white claws <laughs> which I brought I brought a bunch because this is K1R <laughs> studio radio studio but they have this podcast studio that I, I rent okay and a few other people do it as well but there's like a little mini fridge out there so i i bought like a 24 pack of white claw and i, I took a picture for the internal ko on our facebook page the volunteers and i was uh-huh. like hey here's some white claws and i come like two days later to do a pond they were all gone <laughs> like it is
1: op- it is the summer well, i guess it's now the fall but it was the year of the white claw
0: i, I started drinking white claws a friend of mine turned me on to him like a year over a year ago uh huh. I had one. I was like, "This is good." You're
1: on the cutting edge.
0: I go, "This is you don't don't even taste like alcohol."
1: A trendsetter. Have you had one? I've had a, I've had a couple in my day, and wasn't there something? There's truly there's like a couple other of these. So truly is kind of yeah another
0: yeah. type. Uh, I don't know. I think white like white claws the Remember, Did you see this a few months ago or a month ago? They they claimed they were like out. There was like a sh- massive shortage. No, it was a big thing for a minute on like the internet, and everybody was like, "Can't be true. It cannot be true." <laughs> There's so white
1: claw shorts yeah i've, I've only had a, a couple in my in my life i'm sure i'll, I'll drink more I, in the future
0: I, I prefer the uh the variety pack okay so you buy like a 24 and they have like the grapefruit are you getting paid fruit. for this is this like no. is this a you should you I, should get a sponsorship we should have white claw come in here and you know because alaskans love white claws in the summer
1: yeah absolutely I, I think though that if they were to sponsor every podcaster that liked or talked about them they would sponsor nearly every podcast yeah no, they'd have to well they they're, might drive them out of business. They're having
0: a big shortage, <laughs> they must have money. Yeah. Um, so the reason we're here is you had filed today's Monday, you filed yesterday mm-hmm. for mayor on APOC, Alaska Public Offices Commission. Yes. And that was uh, because per law you can file eighteen months before an election. That's right. Which is April twenty twenty one is a mayoral election. Yep. It's and still a
1: ways out. And uh, you know it's funny, the most one of the most common questions I got today, so I filed on Sunday, early Sunday morning, and um, but I didn't really announce until Monday. This is now Monday, Monday morning, and so I started getting questions and obviously donations rolling in. And one of the main questions I got was, "Are you running against Ethan Berkowitz?"
0: Yeah, it's funny how people just you, people who like pay attention to politics, like in the bubble I call it. Right. They, they just assume everybody knows right. everything, and it's so crazy how like I, I was kind of just. I think about the average person who I see at a bar and I ask them a question and then, you know, cause they're working, they're doing their thing. They don't pay attention every day. Sure. And, and it kind of makes you realize like, wow, most people don't. 99% of people don't really follow this stuff that close.
1: Yeah. Actually, I have a funny story about that. Um, so my girlfriend, she is not super politically active. She's become much more so after, obviously, she started dating me. We've been dating about a year and a half. And she told me a story yesterday where um, she was talking to one of her other friends who, like you described, is not very involved in politics. But they, her friend group now knows me a bit. And she said to him, Forrest filed for mayor. And he responded, oh, he's not already the mayor? Oh yeah. See, you know, it's, it's funny when people, you know,
0: I was at a bar, I was at Whale's Tale with a friend a few, like a few weeks ago. And, and she's really sm- smart, very included into what's going on politically in the state and the city. And, and she was kind of like, well, how, how, you know, why isn't this like, what's going on with the governor? And, and like, I, I don't understand, like why more people aren't mad. And, you know, and, and I kind of said, well, you know, I, I, you pay attention very closely and most people don't. And I said, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me show you. So there's people that they were behind us. It was two couples, maybe in their twenty late twenties, early thirties. I said, "Hey, do you guys pay attention to like politics?" And they go, "Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah kind of, you know, a little bit, you know." And I said, "What do you think about the governor?" And and the one goes, um, "Well, I I think he's trying to like cut the budget." And the other one said, "I never liked Governor Murkowski." <laughs> and the other one was like, "I just don't think I know a lot, but but I, I I do think you know, I I do think it's like we need a dividend." Yeah. But but it was just. People just, you know, they're so kind of right. not...
1: Well, but, it, and you know, there's actually a good reason for that. And, um, you know, most people going about their daily lives, they don't have the time, and they shouldn't have to pay attention to politics, honestly. I mean, they, they might have a general sense of what's happening in their community, mm-hmm. um, but... It actually is problematic when things are so chaotic that it feels like everybody has to be paying attention all the time. Well, well
0: you know, um, Jim Jeffries, the Australian comedian? Yes. So he, he did a bit um, at a show a while back and it was so funny. He was like, he was like, you know, you, know, you know how you know things are like fucked up? Right. He goes, I know everybody's name. Right. He goes, I know all the names of all the secretaries <laughs> and all these random. Right. He's like, I don't want to know their names. Right. I, I, I just don't want to worry about it. I mean, I right. want to ho- assume things are going well. And I don't want to know the names of, like, the undersecretary for Department of State and this person here and this, you know, like, you know,
1: assistant
0: or advisor.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I can't remember if we talked about this last time I was on the podcast, but Casey Reynolds told me once that when he worked for Mayor Dan Sullivan, that they could tell that Mayor Dan seemed to be doing better in the polling data or whatever kind of data they had. He would do better the less he was in the news that makes sense
0: uh-huh. you know
1: with with municipal government people don't want to have to think about it they just want the streets plowed and they want the police to show up when they call and they don't want to hear about scandals or issues it's like i you know used to I mean?
0: have this i used to work in it for a long time and i had this one client and i'd go meet with them you know maybe quarterly or at least you know once every you know, three or four months and uh they spent quite a bit of money with us so i'd go to kind of sit down and say hey how are things going and i had one of these meetings one day and we sat down and i said hey i just wanted to kind of check in see how, see how things are going and how we're doing? And he's like, you know, I'll be honest. I never think about you. Yeah, and that's good. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, because the moment I start thinking about you, I'm pissed. <laughs> it's kind of like with politics. Yeah. You don't. You know. You know. If you're not thinking about people, things are probably going
1: okay. Probably unless uh they're up to something nefarious in the shadows. Um, and
0: that's another problem with media now. There was a study that um I think Ryan Binkley from the ADN, the owner mm. of the ADN, told me about it. I looked it up and. It was showing that the 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 less media there is, the the less reporters uh, there is in a in a city or a state. Mm-hmm. There's a direct correlation with media and reporters and journalism, and spending, public spending and corruption, hmm. because people aren't watching. You know, some of these right. like meetings, like you you've probably gone to the, I don't know, some planning and zoning. You know, nobody goes to them, right? Sure. Nobody's watching. Right. Something can happen. Some. Yeah. can get passed and no, no one's watching so no one knows
1: yeah i think that i mean it's true there's certainly a, a role and a necessity to have the fourth estate i mean we need to have uh, a free press keeping us accountable but yeah to get, go back to the earlier point then the question i've been getting is am i running against ethan berkowitz obviously i'm not because he's termed out correct and yeah, and yeah I, I haven't been like trying to shame anybody to ask me that you know i've just been like oh no ethan is termed out because just like you were talking about like a lot of folks don't know you know and they don't track these things that closely um even, even if you knew that ethan berkowitz was the mayor is the mayor you wouldn't necessarily know that under anchorage law you only get two terms right
0: and it's too concurrent right so mm-hmm. somebody could uh, take a like, ter- term off and then come back oh yeah three years later has it happened before
1: i don't believe that's happened with mayor uh, well wait hold on
0: i think it's happened on assembly before i think people have come back. well to the assembly.
1: certainly dick traney famously mm-hmm. has served Two three term stints. So he's been on the assembly for eighteen or somehow nineteen years, I think. He 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 is the longest serving Anchorage Assembly member in history. And um So do you have to take I think he might try to run again at some point. Do you have to take
0: a whole term off? Three or just one year.
1: I honestly I don't know. This like, is not could, something that's crossed my mind. Yeah,
0: that'd be crazy if you just did a year <laughs> and then came back. So anyway, so you filed so it actually yes. um Been hearing your name. I've heard other people as well, sure, who are going to maybe run for mayor. So I called you, you know, month ago or something, and I said, "Are you running? Like, what's up? You running for mayor?" Yeah. Assuming you were going to say like, "Um, "Well, I'm considering it," and it's you know, I'm 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 keeping my options open. And you're like, "Yes, I am. I just have to wait to file till October." Right. and I was like, "Wait, what? What? Back up." So then I wrote a little story, sure, you know, month ago about it, but then. You file on Sunday, and yep. then all the big media is doing the the stories. And then you had a video come out Monday. Yep, today. today yeah, which did you? I mean, how did that work? Did you film that yesterday?
1: Yeah, so you know you can't legally spend money until you are filed. And um, I had uh, money that rolled over. Um, I had five thousand in a future a future campaign account. Mm-hmm. So I I rolled that over and hired a person to film it this. Uh, today or I'm sorry on Sunday, um, and uh, it was incredible. You know, I I, uh, I had already written the script myself, and so didn't have to pay for that, obviously. But um, I woke up early, met him at uh, 8 a.m. We started filming, and his name's Josh Corbett. Uh, I've posted it on my Facebook page too. He's just this incredible yeah, I've, professional.
0: I've met him. He actually loaned us. We did a video once, and he loaned us a little device which allowed us to basically have a wireless mic. Nice. So it was really good because otherwise. They cost like eight hundred bucks to buy, but we couldn't yeah. buy one in Anchorage, so he kind of saved us.
1: Yeah, he's a great guy, and he also has done videos for me in the past. And um, he, yeah, we we filmed it all in one day. He edited it. He added the music. We had some uh, B roll that we filmed, some old fi- uh, pictures that I had in an album, and uh, and some other pictures I had from online. And he just put it together, and it turned out great. I mean, I, I think it turned I, out great. Remember, if-
0: remember your drone? Want your drone one? Yeah. Three, was it three years ago or four?
1: Yeah, he was involved in that one too. He wasn't the primary uh, photographer on that one, it was the drone company.
0: I gotta say, since then, I mean, Kale, my friend Kale's done a lot of stuff with drones and other people, but you were kind of, I think you might have been the first. I think I was too. I I was stoked about that video, and
1: I remember uh, my. other people weren't, for some reason, like, it, I mean, it, it performed fine, but other people weren't as excited about the video as I was. I was like, this is so cool. We flew a drone down to bar and into this park, you know, um, and it, like, now it, it's it, pretty standard. It it, zoomed, yeah.
0: it came into you, it zoomed into you, right? Right, right, And right. then you kind of were standing there and talking. And, and
1: talking, and yeah, and we did the voiceover, and I thought it turned out great, but.
0: I, I got to say, the, the only thing I didn't, um, like, I, I like the video, the only thing I wish there was more of, I wish there was more of you you know us playing the guitar remember the guitar the the that was when, you, when that, I didn't know you 20, back then. 2014 I didn't, I didn't know yeah. you back then I didn't know who you were yeah and I saw the video and I go who the fuck is this guy <laughs> I go this is my guy I uh, was, I was definitely, was definitely
1: not playing the guitar I cannot play the guitar but that was a fun video we released it uh April 1st uh 20 uh 14 I haven't done anything as funny since that
0: that, that was definitely kind of a a viral Yeah. I don't know how many views it had, but I remember like it was kind of the talk of the It was
1: viral within a very small we're talking about that political community, Mm -hmm. right? How like beyond that people don't know what's going on, that bubble you were talking about. So it was viral inside that bubble. You know, and people in Juno really like people that are working in the legislature, I think they all saw it, you know. And so it was it was effective. It was great. And um yeah, but obviously (laughs) this video, not nearly as funny uh, just, just laying out my vision, sort of why I'm running for mayor and, um, you know, just inform people that I am running for mayor. And I thought it, it turned out really well. So,
0: so why, uh, why, 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 why file so early? I mean, it's yeah. like, like when I ran for state Senate, I filed a, a year before, which was, yeah. it's a lot, man. A year is a sure. lot. 18 months is even. It's,
1: sure. So, you know, I, I don't intend to go full tilt the whole 18 months. There are some important assembly races that are coming up this April or, I guess, 2020 April, and then some really important state legislative races as well, and I intend to help other people get elected like I have for years. I've always been involved in other folks' campaigns, mm-hmm. as a volunteer or as a co-host for uh, events, like all that kind of stuff. Um, but we wanted to uh, get out early, be transparent with people, let them know that I was running, and also sort of build that infrastructure. And when I talk to folks, my supporters, I don't hear, you know, this is too early. What I hear is, you know, we hope you work hard. We hope you do this the right way. And, you know, we're, we're taking these funds and we have already been raising funds. And we're going to build, uh, like I said, that infrastructure. So when the time comes to go fill-tilt, you know, we'll go, to mix my metaphors a little bit, uh, we'll go zero to 60, right? We'll, we'll be ready to go.
0: So so there's been talk of, you know, there's been talk of like Eric Croft's name been thrown around, mm-hmm. Christopher Constant, Representative Swanholtz. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're aware of those names. Sure. Um, are, are you uh, just kind of doing your own thing and whatever other people – you can't control that? Or are you trying to kind of maybe yeah. make make a statement early and say, look, I'm going hard. I'm raising money. I'm
1: Right. So I, uh, Dick Traney has also uh, been mentioned. Right. Yeah, he's, so, yeah that's true. Um, I think they're, they're all great candidates. Like, all the people you just mentioned – would be strong candidates and I think would be good mayors too. Um, I I think um, all those folks I have a lot of respect for. I have worked with all of them directly at one point or another. Um, So it isn't about my opponents are partic- or my, like, prospective opponents. It's about, again, being transparent, laying out a vision, talking about why I'm running, you know, and, and just letting people know that I am running. And I think I have a pretty unique combination of uh, experience and youth and vision that makes me a strong candidate. And I wanted to just make that argument to the people of Anchorage. And, yeah, that, that's all it was. Again, it's it's not about them. Uh, it's about, uh, you know.
0: somebody Somebody throwing a... There's
1: a person yelling. I'm supposed to be in there at us. I don't think he's. Down he's
0: down yeah, I don't, I don't think here. he's supposed to be in here. Oh, oh, I have, oh yeah. I have, I have, I have the key. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right, go cool. ahead. Um, he said he's supposed to be on air. Yeah, yeah. Tell so t- t- him. Take come, a little break. I mean, a little We're gonna I'm gonna, just, uh, I'm gonna stop this. And okay. then we're, gonna, we're gonna restart <laughs> in a second. Hold on. Okay, we're back. Uh, we're back post attack, which I which I thought was an attack, but it was just a guy who was who was. Supposed to be for ten o'clock radio show, but I have the key from the outside. Gotcha. But I like when we came in here. You were like, "This is a weird vibe." You're like, "What's with this dark, locked building?" So I was like, "It's fine. It's like the KOR." And then we came in here, and you're like, What "Like, should I go in here?" And I was like, "It's fine. It's fine. It's like totally good." And then like some dudes throwing stones at the fucking window. Well, I I I was never. I was just, I was just puzzled. I wasn't afraid. I was just puzzled by this building. I mean, if I hadn't been in here and I was like invited here to do something, I'd, I'd probably be like, "What? Like, what? What is this place? Why?" Like, why no, why? it's, it's
1: very. Um, what's the term? It's, uh, you know, it's, it's what you'd expect from an independent radio station. Like we're, we're very,
0: very kind of very hip. Yeah, very hip exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, and,
1: uh, that was, and a bearded man throwing rocks in the window <laughs> is sort of like, what, what I, we should have expected. Honestly, like, cause there's,
0: there's like homeless, like people, you know, there's people around here. So I was like, I thought it was some person cause you saw the lights on was like, let me in, let me in, let me in. And I didn't know what was going to happen. This then, is
1: Landfield After Dark?
0: Yeah, this is Dunbar, Dunbar After Dark. And then <laughs> and then I saw the guy, like I was going down to the other end of the hallway, but he was up here at the other, the, the side door. And uh, I mean, he's he's a, I don't know the guy, but he's got a large beard. <laughs> and I was like, I think he's supposed to be on the radio, so I'm going to let him in. Uh, so getting back to you and the, you did the video. Yep. Which you did, you know, basically Sunday, right?
1: Yeah, all, all Sunday we, uh, we shot and edited it. And uh, re- released Monday and today, and um, gotten a ton of views, a ton of shares, really positive response. And I think the, I think we did a good job of, you know, the vi- the content of the video. I think is pretty good. It it lays out, uh, you know, sort of a little bit about my experience, my background, and then why I'm running. And I think it, it strikes a pretty good tone. Cool. And so it's been. I've gotten ton of emails and texts about it and uh i think it uh it's been pretty well received <laughs> did, did you now, ever, now jeff is flicking at a fly like, which is it looks like it's suffering it's I, half dead yeah in this uh in this uh, space it's a uh sorry this, this is this is why um this is why the people come to landfield radio this is <laughs> this is the kind of insightful, insightful commentary that they're looking for
0: i told you i did a podcast with uh, bud carpernetti former chief justice of the supreme court in juno and in the middle of the podcast, I was at his house and his daughter came in, didn't realize we were doing that. And she was like, dad, you know, she's like 30 and like a lawyer and like for the state. And it's like, where are the keys? Move the car. You can hear it on the podcast. <laughs> like I left it in there. It's awesome. Uh, so what was I going to say? Um, so the city right now, I mean, there's big, yeah. there's big issues. There's the homelessness issue, which we did a story on. You probably saw the video. Yeah. Um, You know, there's the tax, property tax. I just read might be going up, and then mm-hmm. there's there's a uh, you know this port. kind of port, and then there's just state revenue sharing and, and funding yeah. for a lot of different things. And I mean, so so we're, we're actually we're not in the ten years ago where the money's coming in and th- things yeah. are kind of going pretty well. There's always been issues, I guess, with homelessness. For example, has always been an issue, but sure, it just seems like there's a lot going on. And yeah. to the average person who lives here, it might be the crime issue is still it's yeah. maybe better, but I think a lot of folks know somebody who had their car stolen or had their car stolen or you know people go around and open doors at night and take stuff so there's a lot going on so it seems like a kind of maybe maybe a tough time to want to run for mayor because there's so many kind of issues happening right now
1: yeah i mean it's certainly there are certainly some large challenges for anchorage and uh, some of them stem from the state and the chaos of the state and you know i talk to people all the time who are hesitating to buy a home or invest in a business because of what they see as the fiscal problems uh, with state government. But I will say Anchorage, you know, our budget is still stable. And I think the, some of those challenges you mentioned, we've made some progress on. Um, the actual number of folks experiencing homelessness has decreased, although only slightly in the last couple of years. Um, you just saw that announcement of the $40 million that the private partners are bringing to bear. Huh. Um, I think there are programs that we have that are, are are working or will work. Um, with public safety, you know, we've rebuilt the Anchorage Police Department. I say we, it's the assembly and the mayor working together. And, um, and that, I think, is already starting to pay some dividends in terms of, um, you know, you saw that crime report come out, and the crime, the state of Alaska as a whole, has increased, and in certain categories has increased in Anchorage. But in a lot of categories, in Anchorage specifically, has fallen, and fallen pretty significantly. And I think we're on the right trajectory in that. So I'm still really optimistic, and beyond just that, what we've done, right? There is also this sense of, you know, Anchorage. And I said this in the video. Anchorage should be an exciting city. You know, I mean, I wanted to move here, and I know you moved here at some point. I think in your 20s as well. Nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. And when I was a kid coming through here from rural Alaska, Anchorage was like the place to be. You know, it was hopping, and maybe it was just because I was. 14 you know and it seemed like the big city and it was so fun The big city yeah and uh but i wanted to come here and we've seen in other cities around the country that there are strategies on how you revitalize a downtown how you uh, make it a place where seniors want to retire where um, young families want to raise their kids where young people want to move um uh, millennials, Gen Y, that kind of thing. Uh, that sense of vibrancy, right? That sense of energy. Uh, and Anchorage should be that. Anchorage should be a cool place where people want to go. I mean, we we have we start. First of all, we start with a lot of advantages, right? I mean, there's almost no other place in the country, maybe the world, that has our sort of access to the outdoors right and we have world-class parks and trails inside the city as well um we have tremendous economic potential i just i just see like there's all this potential and i think ethan has done a pretty good job of moving us forward and getting us to the, the place we need to be uh you know not to get too partisan but you know mayor sullivan had seriously damaged the police department um we were stuck mired with sap um we weren't making the kind of investments we needed in pedestrian facilities and bike lanes and that kind of thing. And I think Ethan has done a really good job of bringing us to the point we're at now. And you're right, there's still a lot of of pressing issues, but I think he's done a good job of getting us where we are. And now we need to take that next step.
0: Do you feel like when it comes to crime or homelessness, maybe the homelessness, maybe it's more visible, and maybe the crime, we've all had something happen or know somebody. Do you think people are maybe... Worried about it, or do they sure. have maybe an irrational, an irrational kind of?
1: No, it's not irrational. It's not irrational. Um, th- there's, you know, property crime in particular has, um, it started to spike about 2015, 2016. Um, which actually predates SB 91, as you know. So people... Right, yeah, no, the
0: crime was on the rise before SB 91 right. was... Right, so people
1: have blamed SB 91. Now SB 91 is largely repealed, and yet crime is still with us. And But people shouldn't be surprised. There's a ton of reasons that crime spiked, right? It was about the opioid crisis. It was about the economic downturn. Uh, it was um, maybe about some changes in the law as well, but I think those were larger factors. Um, and we've seen homelessness increase all up and down the West Coast for whatever reason. Um, and so... I don't think it's irrational at all, and you know when I went door knocking with this last election in in April and before that, um, public safety was one of the first things people wanted to talk to me about. And you know I'm I'm the chair of the public safety com- uh, committee now, and there are still things we need to do. I mean, and so that's why we have and will continue to invest in the police department. That's the main lever that the, the municipality can pull. Do,
0: do we have uh, compared to other cities, or you know, you look at police yeah. per officers per population per hundred thousand. Do we have below, right at?
1: You know, I've heard sort of conflicting reports on this. Um, so some reports say we need to be at like 450 officers, and we were at 350. Now we're at something like 430 or 440. I'm talking about sworn officers. Um, so in that sense, we've sort of got to where we need to be. But I've also heard other people say, well, no, compared to some cities, if we were to look proportional, we'd have something like 750 officers. We'd have way more officers per capita. Wow. So I've heard conflicting reports. You know, uh, I don't think that, Right now, the people of Anchorage will be willing to pay, and actually, the tax cap would prevent us from paying the kind of property taxes that would be required to get to 750 officers. I mean, that there—it's the police department's already our largest department in terms of. Uh, personnel and in terms of how much uh, money we spend, um, as it probably should be. You know, it's a large department. Um, it's a really high quality department, as as you probably know. I know you've done ride-alongs, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And um, we have a,
0: very, very insightful doing a ride-along.
1: Absolutely, I've done a bunch of ride-alongs, and I'm always impressed by the quality and professionalism of our officers. And that doesn't come cheap, frankly. You know, we we try to offer a competitive, uh, you know, salary and benefit package. Well, that's tough with the defined contribution instead of a defined benefit. Mm-hmm plan um but you know we try to recruit and retain high quality officers and um it's it's not cheap um but getting back to your sort of earlier question about public safety and about you know uh, rational versus irrational um no i don't think it's irrational at all i think people don't want to live somewhere that they don't feel safe. Um, And so we need to do two things. We need to make Anchorage actually safer, no question. We also need to work against the perception that things are unsafe because that's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you've got a, a trail and folks don't feel safe on it and they stop going on that trail, it actually becomes less safe, right? So if you can get that positive a uh, uh, virtuous cycle going where people feel safe in a space and then more people are in that space it actually makes it safer right and so we need to do things like have foot patrols and bike patrols and better lighting and that kind of thing and eyes on the street this is why we're trying to get people to live downtown right we want people to live downtown because not only does it increase commerce but it actually increases that feeling of safety because there are lights on and there are people actually living there eyes on the street right um and so you know, part of the, the fear of the public safety concerns are because of the actual problems with the crime rate, no question. But part of it also in recent years has been driven, I'm sure you've seen, by things like Nextdoor and Facebook, right? Nextdoor is,
0: like, next is a weird, uh, it's a weird place.
1: Right, so if you talk to, uh, you know, our actual per capita... I,
0: I, I saw one recently, somebody sent me, and it said there's a black man walking around the neighborhood. And then somebody said, yeah, he lives there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's like whoa. It's,
1: yeah. It's a um you've, you've,
0: you've seen the stuff on there, right? I, mean, I, I have. Um so it's, it's, a weird it's, un- place. it's
1: unfortunate. Um, you know, it's a it's a window into some folks' psyche. But I'll say that, you know, actual per capita crime rates were higher in the nineties, um and violent crime rates were higher in the nineties than they are today. But if you ask the average person, they would probably say that. Our crime is higher now than it's well, ever been Well, I mean, somebody
0: car is stolen. It, goes, it right away goes on Facebook, and then they, right. they look for it. Sometimes they find it. Like right. my friend Sabrina Combs, you know, from the Palmer City Council. Yeah. Husband's truck got stolen. This is yeah. four or five months ago, I think, maybe a little bit longer. Right. They couldn't find it. It was gone, you know. And then, right. like, a month later, they find it not, not too far from the house, a few miles away, totally, like, burned out and, like, wow. just totally just...
1: trashed our um yeah our our, uh police department has a really good recovery rate with um more than 90 percent for stolen vehicles but yeah often the vehicles are trashed unfortunately um so again i'm not saying at all that there aren't really serious public safety concerns there absolutely are but it's also the case that social media means you sort of hear about it more than it used to and so people's tolerance for it i think is lower Uh you know it used to be there were crimes all over anchors but you just never know about it right because Before social media, how would you know if someone's house got broken into? Even next, even like a block over, let alone like the other side of your whatever the next door districts are.
0: Only if you knew the person directly, or if there was maybe a news story about it. Exactly,
1: and now everybody hears everything all the time, and so in some ways it's good because you you can know what's going on, and people can be more aware. On the other hand, I think it definitely has increase the perception of crime faster than the actual increase in crime. And so we need to, again, we need to work hard to bring down the incidence of crime, um, but also, you know, try to get that virtuous cycle going where people feel safe in our parks, safe on our streets, and just sort of safe in Anchorage in general.
0: So we talked um, earlier about some of the names, Aircroft and Chris Constant, Ivy Svonholtz and others. Um, And I I guess I was going to ask what your thoughts are, and this is kind of maybe not in... Directly in your uh, expertise, but okay. you know, four, three years ago, uh, or maybe more than that, I guess in 2015. So it was Amy Domboski, Andrew Hall, Crow, Dan Coffey. There was kind of th- several conservative type people running. Yeah, and and now it's um it's interesting. There's really not. I mean, the only one I've really heard is Lance Pruitt potentially is, is somebody who might run. Yeah, but there's really not. It's just even on the assembly. There's just not a ton of like conservative names that come up when you think about who's going to run for mayor as a, as a conservative, where in the past it was always many conservatives were running or, and it just, I mean, the, the only person I could really think of besides, you know, Lance Pert's name has been mentioned is like somebody with state citywide or citywide appeal would be like Kevin Meyer, mm. you know, but he's lieutenant governor. Yeah, so it he, just, he I mean, might,
1: he might be the governor. This he could time be, the go- he could
0: be, yeah, he potentially could even be the governor. But, um, I mean, did, do you have any like thoughts about maybe cause the assembly seems to have really gone yeah. more progressive and yeah. the only, you know, Conservatives I, I, or I guess, Fred Dyson and Crystal Kennedy.
1: I don't want to, like, wildly speculate about who might win. Or I mean, sorry, who might run from the conservative side. I think you've identified an interesting point, though. I, I don't know why there aren't more names being floated. Partly it might just be because it's early. Um, but I think – I remember Dan Coffey started really early, too. He, you know,
0: he started early, and Amy got – I forget. She got in not very early, but she got in, and then Hal Crow was running. Yeah. And then – I guess last time, there was really just Rebecca Logan was kind of the only...
1: Yeah, but that was, she was running against an incumbent, though. That makes more sense, right? Usually, you wouldn't run out of... Okay. It was an open seat in 2015, right, which so is why... That's Mexico more appropriate in. In comparison. Yeah, I think in 2021, I think we will get quite a few people file, um, but who knows? Uh, but yeah, I don't have a good explanation for why there seem to be fewer conservatives interested in like, running. I, I
0: guess the other thing is it was before Sullivan it was yeah. a republican mayor and right. now it's kind of a demo, you know democratic so right. maybe that's part of it it's like who is going to
1: yeah i think there's a perception that anchorage is more progressive than it has been and i think it is anchorage is still very much a purple city if you're going to go by that paradigm i think um just based on you know our vote totals in uh the state races um it seems like we are i think we are trending bluer and more progressive but it's still you know it's still a pretty purple town and my my district i think I think Donald Trump won my district. In fact, I know he did. Donald Trump won my district. The same district I won by 22 points. It's just an interesting town.
0: When you're in the assembly, I mean, it's it's, it's a nonpartisan election, so it doesn't show R, D, whatever, right. I. But, like, you know, it's funny. Chris Constant, when, when Amy Demosky was on there, they, they had kind of became friends, and they had worked sure. on a lot of things together. And, and it seems to me, and I pay attention a little bit, I go to some of the meetings. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly kind of Kind of boring. It's like a lot of the <laughs> resolutions get rid, It's just like wow, you know. Yeah. Um. But it seems like a great deal of what happens on there, maybe almost not entirely, but to a very high degree. Yeah. Isn't really partisan. It's just like absolutely. a road, or a, it's some kind of
1: right. And the and no, that's totally that's absolutely the case. And you know, ninety ninety five percent of our issues are uh, not just nonpartisan, but basically uncontroversial.
0: It's like a liquor license renewal, right? Or a, that kind yeah. of thing.
1: And then, you know, the things that do become controversial, it's interesting seeing how people break down. I mean, the the people who are for or against something, it's not partisan at all uh, or very rarely is it partisan um, because, you know, the assembly, just like city councils all around the state, it's a pretty, um, you know, nuts and bolts kind of form of public service, right? I mean, it's, it's – uh, you know, it's police and fire and roads. And right now we're talking about a stormwater utility. Well, there's no obvious ideological position on a stormwater utility, unless you are just opposed to
0: all government. So, so this is, I was going to ask you about that. This is basically yeah. uh, a lot of, com- you know, houses, but also these big companies or these huge buildings, they yeah. produce a lot of water, right? And well, then they, they don't produce Well, they, they use exactly. water, I guess.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, I guess the better way to describe it is there's runoff from their, uh, if, if they have large... Asphalt or um, you know non porous uh, surface, you get a lot of runoff. So it's the water is coming from you know either the rain or uh, uh, a creek or you know flowing down through the watershed, and it needs to go somewhere. It needs to go into the ground or it needs to eventually get into the ocean and um, other. We have huge drainage problems in Anchorage, as you probably know, and it causes frost heaves, it damages our infrastructure, it causes people's basements to flood. I mean, it's, it's, we've got standing water in the spring. Um, we've got real issues, and we've been trying to fix it using sort of a piecemeal approach. There's no agency that has overall authority on it or a, uh, or a comprehensive plan. So we use bonds to pay for these drainage projects that are sort of, like I said, piecemeal and scattered throughout the city without no without a comprehensive plan. And that also means that you and I, who are property Taxpayers and everybody else's property taxpayer are subsidizing the non property taxpayers, the the nonprofits, the government entities. Well, I mean, are, I, I would
0: say the big one probably, I mean, how much is Providence, do, you know, hospital? They don't pay ta- property tax and they pay property they tax, tax on a lot.
1: When I first got in the assembly, I had um, legislative research or the equivalent of that do some research on Providence Hospital. And at the time, I think they've got a larger physical plant now, but it was something like they have a $500 million physical plant. And they pay taxes on about a hundred million of it. So four hundred million of it is untaxed. So eighty percent. Yeah. And so and I, I don't know exactly how that breaks down, but the point is that uh, yes, they have huge parking lots and they have huge drainage issues, right? And so or they they sort of their water flows into this watershed. And so yeah, the idea would be to be a cost causer, cost payer model. So rather than having Property taxpayers sort of subsidizing non property taxpayers, it would be more equitably distri- distributed. Distributed, Man, it's getting late here. Distributed. Uh, past, past 10 o'clock. Yeah, distributed um, across different entities. Um, now, I think the the need for a stormwater utility on the assembly is relatively uncontroversial because um, thousands of cities have done it with a lot of success around the country. Now, how we actually do it, how we get there, how we establish the rates and level of service and that kind of thing, that is more controversial. So this is
0: like an AWU but for a stormwater.
1: So it actually – it should be housed. It might be housed inside of AWO, and we've funded some research now. And eventually, we have to go to the RCA. But we're hoping to have some cost savings. By Just for the, the listeners, and, right. in case you don't know,
0: AWU is Anchorage um, Water Waste Utility. Yeah, and water then water RCA water is, water is the Regulatory Commission of Alaska. So. Yeah. Sorry, I'm doing the alphabet. No, I, I, do this, right? I do the same thing a lot. So I try yeah. to make sure people know what they are.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean that, that's another big thing that's coming forward. And if we do it right, it could be a huge part of that revitalization I'm talking about. You know, because it would make it easier to develop anchorage it would actually make it easier to build things and people would slot in and fit into a more comprehensive plan to uh, again uh, get stormwater out of where it is now and into where it needs to be and do it hopefully in a more cost effective way so um you know it's, it's one of those things again like we were talking about a nonpartisan issue maybe not a sexy issue yeah. um, but stormwater utility is something that we've been working on for years and something i think we'll continue to be working on for years to come
0: so what when, when are you when are you, when's your term up for re-election your well i just seat? got
1: re-elected in april so i'm not up again again until 2022 and um you know if all goes according to plan i will not be running for re-election to
0: the council right so 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 <laughs> but, it, but if it doesn't go to plan you you, you still got the you're still in the assembly. Yeah. Like some people, they, their sure. time coincides, it's pick one or the other. Right. So,
1: it's not the case for me. And, um, you know, I, I've been working for three and a half years on municipal policy. It's what I've really been focusing on entirely. And for the next year and a half um, leading up to the mayoral election, that's what I'll be doing. You know, I'll still be on the assembly. I'll still be doing municipal policy. I'll still be working with my colleagues. Um, and, um, on the one hand, that is a little bit tough because it's very time consuming. On the other, I think it, it does give me a bit of advantage because it allows me to see what the hot issues are, right? It leads me to see what we're actually doing. It also means that when, if I were to be elected, I could hit the ground running, right? I mean, you don't want to lose time at the beginning of your term uh, because you're just getting spun up on the issues. Well, I will be spun up on the issues because I'm actually going to be doing them right up until that moment, right? So I think yeah, that's, that's an kind of the.
0: Um you know, Dan Sullivan was on the assembly before. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Berkowitz wasn't on the assembly. He was in the legislature, but, you know, many yeah. years prior to that, he was doing other things before. So, I mean, that, I'm curious to ask him like, how that, yeah. you know, felt to kind of all of a sudden now you're mayor and there's a lot going on that maybe you don't have a lot of uh, knowledge about.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it's like drinking from a fire hose when you're dealing with municipal issues. There's no question. You've seen our binders, our binders every two weeks. This know, I, 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 it's a huge
0: stack. That's why I would never want to – no desire to deal with that.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean – it's it's an honor to serve, but it's also, it's a, um, it's not something to be taken lightly. And
0: some of those meetings go to midnight.
1: Yeah, well, they're only supposed to go to 11, but yeah, we can extend to midnight, and we have, and we probably will tomorrow night, too, um, which is why I probably need to go home and go to bed.
0: It's getting, it's uh, getting this Dunbar after dark. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been interesting, especially with our little...
1: It's little, been an interesting, yeah, it's been an interesting 48 hours, too. I mean, I just... Uh, you know, I was going all Sunday and then today going all, all today, you know, just it's been a heck of a, you getting a lot of calls
0: from media folks or,
1: you know, I more texts actually got some texts and emails, a couple of calls, talked to some media folks. There was a, a KTVA story and KTU story. They ended up not doing an interview, but they just sort of described it. Um, and uh yeah, we'll there, see. There was a landline, the first was a landline story a month ago. Yeah, it's true. You definitely beat people to the punch. No question about it. Nobody else asked me. Nobody else just like straight up asked me the way you did.
0: Well, I mean, I just did because you hear the th- I actually asked Ivy too a few months ago. I was in the airplane yeah. going to Juno, And I said, are you running for you know, mayor? And she kind of, well, I'm I'm considering it or I've thought about it. So yeah. she she, you know, said that. But some people you... I don't know, some politicians or people who are in politics ask them something like that. And, well, uh, you know, I've, I've thought about it, but I really don't have the, posi- you know, it's like these bullshit answers. Well, I <laughs> I
1: usually give those kind of answers. <laughs> hey, you didn't that time, though. I didn't that time. I mean, I my thing was You probably
0: heard a lot of people asking you that. Sure.
1: Question. So I I thought about it, obviously, for a while. And, um, I'd been asked that in, even in the endorsement meetings when I was, uh, when I was running for assembly the second time and over the summer I was getting asked it all the time and I was doing what you described as BS answers and sort of dancing around it and saying, yeah, I'm seriously considering it. And then the last, uh, couple months as we were approaching this moment, I was like, you know, I'm just going to be honest with people. Well, I kept
0: hearing people ask, talk, talk about, people kept saying you might run for Against Dan Sullivan or against Don Young again? Yeah, but I, it's funny. I was never
1: like, starting those kind of rumors. I was never. I never said that people, to anybody. People would tell me that a lot. Remember, I, I think I,
0: I. think I told you. I said, like six months ago. I said, are you running against Dan Sullivan? You said no. I said, well, yeah. people are saying that.
1: Right, and, and I. It's funny. I. I never seriously considered doing either. I mean. I, people asked me to, and so I thought about it briefly, but it just didn't make sense. Well, I've well, been de- I've been totally dedicated to municipal policy for the last three and a half years. I've I haven't been following. I mean, obviously, like a normal person, I'm following the news and following federal policy a bit, and also state policy because we're all interested in what's happening uh, at the state with um, Governor Dunleavy and all that kind of thing. But really, my life—I've been living and breathing and going to a million things and trying to, you know, make my positions known on municipal policy, and so. You know the idea of switching from that to running for U.S. Senate didn't make it's, really it's, any sense. It's,
0: it's funny, like I've you know I've, I've never been elected, but I've run for office a couple times, and you know, you've run and you've been elected during the assembly. It's yeah. funny though when you've run for office. I mean, people still ask me, what, "Are you are you running for legislature? What like what are you going to run for next?" Yeah, like all, it happens all the time. And the last time I ran was you know sixteen. So yeah. it's been like over three years. Are you just, gonna
1: Are you gonna run again?
0: Ooh, look at that! I, I have <laughs> I have I have uh, currently no plans to do that. <laughs> But but, but but that's I, not a BS
1: answer because you're actually telling the truth, right? You don't currently have any plans.
0: I, I don't have any plans. I've, I mean, I'll be honest. I've looked at, you know, I, li- I live in Chris Duck's district, and, yep. you know, I'll I i, I ran tell you what. I, r- I ran for the Senate twice, and then I spent a uh, session in Juneau. And I tell you what, I learned one thing in Juneau. I learned a lot. But one of the things I learned was if I ever run for legislature, I belong in the House. Yeah, <laughs> why do you it's say that? Because it's like House is it's like scrappy like weird shit happens it's like very loose some people just the senate's kind of like slower it's methodical Steve. it's more kind of you know the more deliberative type you know it's just sure. it's just kind of like a little more boring like the house man it gets fucking crazy on the house floor <laughs> and and just the whole cuz there's 40 of them and there's just more going on so uh yeah. you know I live in Tucks district and you know I've I've um when I ran for senate uh both times I did very well in
1: 23
0: mhm is Tucks district Tucks district in 24 which is cop now before Craig Johnson, I just got creamed. I mean, really bad. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, Bayshore, Clat, o- Ocean View, Southport, and just kind of a different kind of person. 23 is kind of... it's. Wait, is
1: that where uh, Campbell uh Campbell Lake, lake yeah, is? Campbell Lake. Half a, yeah, I half don't think the, you're going to do very well in Campbell ha- Lake.
0: Well, actually, among the Campbell Lake people, probably not, but among the people who live right off the lake, <laughs> yeah, who like, go shit, I want to use the lake. Why can't I use the lake? I've been barred from the lake for 30 years or 40 years.
1: Can, can I ask you a um and I should say I have not talked to any municipal fi- uh, official about the Campbell Lake situation but can I ask you um what it is like a airport essentially right I mean there well, are planes a- landing all the time so how do you how do you avoid people that don't know what they're doing getting hit by planes on the
0: Well road? I mean planes land at, at Wasilla Lake and Big Lake and okay. Sand Lake and uh, you know Lynn Gaddis lives on a lake yeah. Um uh, in in the valley and there's a it's a you know float plane base but yeah. I mean the, the 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 truth is and we talked about this in the article but yeah. it's up to the pilots to to land safely. Yeah. And most people at all the other lakes and and there's you know sand people landed sand lake. Yeah. Um people who are in the water they see a plane land. I mean you look up and hey a plane's landing. Yeah. But it's ultimately up to the pilot to to look for a safe place to land. But there's plenty of lakes in Alaska yeah. that are that are active, actively used by by recreational boats and jet skis and things that planes Float planes land on and use. Well,
1: it was certainly a very interesting article, and um, you know, Paxson I think did some really good work on that, as he's done a lot of good work. He's he's
0: got that kind of New Yorker style of writing. He's very yeah. It
1: was it was really well written. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I haven't been privy to any uh, follow up policy discussions about it. But you certainly stirred the pot.
0: Well, we're doing a follow up uh, pretty soon about the we've uncovered millions and millions of dollars, city and state money that have been spent on Campbell Lake. Okay. To maintain it, to dredge huh. it, to, to work on the dam, okay. while at the same time they've gone out of their way to make it a private use only by the by the owners of the people who live in the lake. So,
1: have you ever gone to like one of their owners' meetings or anything like that? No, I've
0: not been to any. A friend of mine lives on the lake, Adam Blomfield. Yeah, so I've had, he's had parties before. He has kind of summer things and barbecue. He has like a he had a big. Did you just get him excommunicated? I don't think so. I mean, he's he's kind of like younger, and I don't no, think he really I, I cares. Know. But I, I also think he kind of joked. He's like, you know, I, he's kind of laughing about it. But he's like, yeah, don't, man, don't, please don't destroy my property value. <laughs> yeah. So I we'll see. It's just it's interesting. It's something that's been in front of everybody's eyes for yeah. a long time, and all of a sudden you look at it differently now.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're certainly out there asking tough questions, whether it's to me or to uh, to property owners or to people you've run against.
0: Um, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta ask. Yeah. Well, I, I want to, th- I know it's getting late. I want to thank you for coming on to do this again. Yeah. And I think we'll do more of these down the road. Sure. And there's a lot to talk about. And yeah,
1: it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know, so I'll be around. And, um,
0: I guess the big advantage of filing now is you can, so a lot of people for legislature, they'll, they'll mm-hmm. file a year before so they can raise money mm-hmm. twice. Somebody can give 500 one year, they can get 500 the next year. Mm-hmm. In this case you could do three times, right? I could. So that somebody could give you money this year. Next year and 21.
1: You know, that thought had occurred to me.
0: That's, a, that's pretty good. See? <laughs> see, you're smart guy. All right, well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, um, I like our, our little mid-podcast interruption, which I thought we were being attacked.
1: I'm supposed to be in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, there's a man throwing
0: rocks. All right, um, man. Have a good night. All right for us. Thanks a lot for coming in. Thank you. All right, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. And if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one. Landline.